Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of My Black is Transnational. This is more of a bonus, special yeah. pillow talk type of thing. Because um, today is Mother's Day. Right? Ooh, all the mothers. Exactly. So, obviously, you can hear I have my lady of my life, the mother of the day today, outside of my mama, who's not here. So, today we'll deal with this. All your moms. Yeah, all my mothers, right? Um, but, yeah, so, take your name. Oh, I'm Dr. Mommy today. Right. Living life and enjoying myself. I've been laying on the couch, watching TV all day, just relaxing. Okay. All right. Happy Mother's Day to you. Yes. Thank you. And happy Mother's Day to all the moms that are out here listening to us. And uh, today, just wanted to take a moment to use this as an opportunity to just have a a small, maybe not our typical pillow talk conversations, but I really wanted to talk about motherhood. And, you know, we have an eight-year-old daughter and, you know, she's older now and she's understanding. And, you know, for those who listened to the past episode, I had my daughter, Alicia, talk about her experiences and being an eight-year-old, but also she hinted about some certain things as far as being a a black girl and what that means to her. And and it was interesting because it, it, it inspired me to want to have this conversation with you about motherhood and black motherhood and, and what what does that mean to you what does black motherhood mean to just me? motherhood in general it doesn't have to be black if you don't motherhood want it to be. in general um love and stress <laughs> okay um i know for me the process to becoming a mother was kind of an acceptance process um but you know you accept your role you love your role you love your child and it's just one of those things that you got to always have your game face on because you're always playing that role. No matter what you're doing, you're always a mother. But then it's just an amazing love that you never imagined possible that you end up having once you become a mother. Um, so, I don't know. Those are the two main things I use to kind of describe it. But it's it's a very loving thing. So, what's the best part about being a mother? Having a child and having that love, that so like unconditional giving birth, love. Like, oh, no, process? we're not talking about that process. Oh, okay. The process of giving birth is just, I think the Lord makes you forget it and forget the pain and all the issues because he gives you this beautiful child that gives you hugs and kisses and cuddles and tells you how much they love you. And that's like a process of brainwashing, you know, so you don't remember <laughs> that. But the love, I think, is the best thing about being a mother. It's just, you don't know the love until you have it. Um, you don't know what you're missing until you actually experience it. So it's the love. So what do you, I'm not going to say the worst, because I don't think that's necessarily a worst part, but what are the more trying or challenging aspects to being a mother? Well, I already said it's stressful. So I mean, I mean but, Okay, I can you elaborate on that? Just trying to always be a mother. Because, you know, we. I mean, I don't know about all the other women, but exactly. I wasn't born a mother. <laughs> Some people are. And so it's something you got to make sure that you are adhering to. So it's like being a professional. When you go to your job, there's standards, there's rules, there's things you got to do. And as a mother, there are standards, there are rules, there's things you got to do. But that doesn't always fit your personality. Mm-hmm. I, one of the biggest challenges for me was um, when Alicia became, you know, those terrible twos. She was 15, 18, two years old. I'm more of a laid back person. She was, I would always say, an alpha female. Her personality was way stronger than my personality was. And so I would have to really put on this authoritarian, this mother type of personality in front of her. But in real life, that's just not me. Right. <laughs> and so the stress of just trying to be a mother or the mother 
um, that you expect and other people expect because there are a lot of expectations. I used to say when she was little, um, nobody had an opinion on how I was living my life until I had a child. And then once I had a child, everybody knew how to raise them but me. Mm. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe you should do this. Or not maybe, you should do this and you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't. It's just like, well, before I had a child, you weren't telling me how to live my life and how to do these things. So, I mean, the stress of just trying to always be a mother is probably the biggest thing for me. I mean, and I think that's that's well said. So, I mean, that in that regard... Do you think that being a mother, I would say, from a transnational angle, does it does it factor into your mindset as far as having a child that may be exposed to various cultures? What what does that what does that make you? How does that make you feel as far as your thought process or having to adapt a little bit more as a mother to new things? I mean, the whole transnational thing. I think it's not necessarily me as a mother, but me as a person and what my culture and what I've been exposed to prior to being a mother during the time as a mother. Because I feel like if I was a woman that was a transnational woman, meaning I traveled you know, to different countries when I was single before I had children, um, it would only be natural that once I had children that that would continue to occur. Um, if you are a person or a woman that has not traveled out the country, and then you become a mother, it makes it that much more difficult to become a transnational person after you spent majority of your life not doing that. Because at that point, I feel like as a mother, you hold on more dearly to your children and you don't want them to be in unfamiliar situations or you and your children to be in unfamiliar situations. So it's kind of like, me being somebody that wasn't transnational before I had a child, it's it's kind of a mental barrier to think of it as in, oh, I'm going to take my child with me to a place that I've never been and we're going to go back and forth over and over. It's a little stressful. It's a little stressful. So, I mean, I think that's where your community comes into play, where they help you kind of get over those barriers. But I think about that. Um, but, I mean, other than that, being transnational is the same thing i mean cultures you do different things every day you experience new cultures new things every day so that doesn't really change it's really the location and i feel like safety is a big issue for me and mm. sometimes i feel like when you're traveling in unfamiliar places safety can become an issue so i mean one of the things you mentioned was safety so then that kind of brings up the whole concept of of motherly instincts and those things uh, that they, they say the, the, the notion, or I should say, the idea that's out there is that your motherly instincts kick in automatically when you're a mother and you start thinking things life, thinking of life a little differently. So what was that? When did your mother instincts kick in? Did it ever kick in? Was it not there? Like, <laughs> I hope they kicked in. I mean, I'm in. just... I'm, I'm, I successfully had a child make it to the age of eight, so at some point I had to protect him. <laughs> um, now... I- I think it's different for every person because that journey to becoming a mother for each woman is completely different and totally unique for each woman. I mean, you have women that have been trying for 10 years and they finally get pregnant. Mm -hmm. You have women that never even tried to get pregnant and now they're pregnant. You have women that just get a period at 16 and now they're pregnant. So, I mean, that journey kind of changes, makes whatever breaks whenever your motherly instinct come in. So for me, I mean, my motherly instinct, I guess, or I would say it's the moment where I really said, I am a mother. I've been given this gift, this blessing. 
I'll protect it with my life. And until the day I die, it's you and me. And that was probably when she was like two or three months. I remember holding her, listening to music, and looking directly at her. And I was just like, yo, it's me and you against the world. And nothing can stop that. So, I mean, it took me a little bit longer. (laughs) So, she was probably about two or three months at that time. Okay. So, then, about let's talk a little bit more about your mother. Um, And... Were you inspired or influenced by her or was your mothering style or your mothering nature influenced by her uh, mothering you growing up or was it, did you deviate from that? Uh, I mean, of course there's influence because as parents, you tend to do what your parents did because that's your fallback. That's what you know. Um, Was I influenced as a mother based on my mother? Of course. My mother was very loving. Um, We would... (laughs) And I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, but we slept in the bed with her all the way through high school. Like, we would just get in the bed with her and cuddle up. And... Probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> probably shouldn't have said that at your girl <laughs> And I mean, we were never not allowed in her bed. No. And so it was very loving. And I remember in junior high when me and my sister started to develop. And she would just point to how beautiful you were. Oh, y'all got those beautiful legs. And oh, look at the curves. And oh, you feeling out well. So it was just like she would encourage us and make us feel positive about our bodies. And one of the other things my mom used to do, which I won't say whether I do it or not, but um, she would walk around in her underwear. And I mean, it's just to the point where, so you could see a woman's body. Mm. You can see her in all her flaws, her holes in the panties, brand bra and panties not matching and as a girl I think it's important to see that when you grow up and see a confident woman walking around in her underwear with flaws and everything because then when you grow up you know I have flaws and I can walk around and be confident because the media the tv nobody's gonna show the cellulite the stretch marks the c-section scars none of those things so I think those are really really good things that I got from my mother that I really like Um, that I try to continue on with my daughter. I'm not out here just being naked in front of her. But I think this body positivity and showing this love is a very, very positive thing you can show your children. Do you think that that it really plays a significant role because of race? Or is it just for all women in general? Does it really matter because you're a black woman? I, I can't really say that my mother went out her way to do these things because she knew she was a black woman and she was raising black women. I mean, as a black woman, that's always in your mind. I'm a black woman. But, I mean, I feel like my mother being the woman she was in any race would have done the same thing. And me in any race, I would do the same thing because I think it's just being in a loving household, loving your body, being positive about your body. And those are things that I think all women should appreciate and all women should deal with. Um, yeah. So raising a young black woman now, do you what, what point of emphasis do you make um, as a black mother raising a black daughter? What are the things that you try to um, do in order to help her understand her her identity and help her as far as she continues to grow and construct her own identity in this world? What type of things have you considered or envisioned as a mother? Um, with her, as she constructs her identity, mm-hmm. that's a good question. I mean, one thing that we, I think she struggles with that I try to help her with is learning how to overcome obstacles and building resiliency. Um, I think at this day and age, a lot of children just don't 
have those skills. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that they need a lot of help. Mm -hmm. And so I try to help her negotiate through obstacles and think of ways to get past it. For instance, she had an email account at school that she wanted to use on my computer. And she would come home every day. Oh, help me, help me. I don't know the password and I don't know this. And I, how am I supposed to? She would get frustrated. And I would just say each day, go back to school, look at the computer you use, write down your password and come back. She did that probably three days. And each day she was frustrated. But by the fourth day, she had it down and she was excited and she got through it. And now she has her password and email and everything on my computer. So, I mean, just trying to help her develop that skill on how to navigate how to problem solve because especially as a black woman you're going to have tons of obstacles in front of you and you always have to think about a way around it a way between it in it whatever but you have to know how to negotiate those things yeah um yeah so i mean i think just my whole notion i, I think i'd be a fool to not mention how important it is um for mothers uh to be able to continue to guide their children as far as how they construct their identity um i've had the opportunity and the blessings to have multiple mothers you know mm -hmm. all my life and you've met them all and they've all been significant um as far as my growth and development as to be the man that i am uh to learn a lot about just how to treat, respect myself, how to respect women, how to respect men, how to respect everyone. Um, but one of the things that I know as far as mothers and women in general, and what you mentioned as far as the body positivity, is that women go through so much physically um, to not, you know, from giving birth and then having to snap back. And then, I mean, the, the mental... But, don't, but don't, some people don't snap back, and that's the thing. And that's what I'm saying. But you see, women the, think they got to snap back. No, you don't. Not all women and, snap back. And that's what I'm saying, because, like, you know, when I think about just what it takes for the regular person who's not even pregnant to lose weight and go through that, what it does to that person, right, and, and mentally, not just physically. And imagine what a woman has to go through after going through that physical and then having going through that... Well, yeah, ripping your vagina, right? You don't have to whisper it. It happens. It's the truth, right? <laughs> you know, but having to go through that phase and then having to recover and then mentally trying to get back to where you were when you were, and sometimes it's just not there, right? And I think so being able to show that, you know, positivity and just appreciating the woman's body in its natural, rawest form, I think it's a beauty in itself. And I think that's something that we as people need to celebrate more. So I'm glad that that's something that you do. Um, and you show our daughter, and just overall, I'm, I'm, I mean, you said what? <laughs> no. Oh, I was about to say, like, I mean, I think it's a good thing, right? Like, I mean, it's basically <laughs> like you just running around the house showing off your body. I mean, shit, I mean, nah, I don't, I'm not there when y'all do this stuff, apparently. <laughs> so, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously minding my business, but either way, she's learning, and that's all I care about. So. I, I do, in all seriousness, just want to uh, take this opportunity. Just like I said, this wasn't going to be a long episode. Just wanted to thank you um, and thank all the mothers out there. Special shout out to my mothers and um, you know and and my grandmothers and all the ones that have been very influential, uh, being central figures of the household, being central figures in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, I, anything from a, a life standpoint, even from an academic research health intervention standpoint, it all starts with influencing you know the mothers 
We talk about and research how to make change in a household behavior, how to help you know facilitate interventions. The most impactful way to even do that from that standpoint is through mothers because we know how important, how central uh, a figure a mother can be um, as far as nurturing, um, as far as even naturing um, the household. So thank you, babe. Um, for being just a shining star, being uh, a force in this household. And, and thank you to my mother in Chicago. And my mother is in Nigeria and uh, my mother is in Europe and, and just everywhere. And, you know, and other, other mother figures that I've had growing up, um, you all are amazing. Um, and for all the other mothers that I do not know, uh, keep doing what you do. Uh, and your child will love you for it. Your wallets will be very empty. Uh, but your heart will always be full and your children will love you and us fathers you know we we're just here we're just fathers all right so thank you for what you do babe i love you with all my heart and now the whole world knows and if they didn't know already now you know all right so that's gonna do it for this episode uh this bonus episode of my black is transnational once again happy mother's day all right my name is dr kalechi bay lamberts and i'm dr mommy all right, our black is transnational. She's a mother. <laughs> and we hope by the end of this, yours, yours will be too. too. Peace. Happy Mother's Day. Listen, mama. So many words to describe you. Strong being understatement. Warrior would. Suit you so much better Cause you've been fighting She was just turning 16 And daddy left her out in the cold streets He wasn't having it He found all the sins Underneath the mattress Then suddenly her daddy up and died But still she sees her father There in Lucia's eyes Mama, I love you. Mama, 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 I do love you.